Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Oglesby. Hello my loves, thank you for joining me again today. Um, Today I'm going to talk about stress management. Um, I'm going to give you a bit of an overview because Almost all of the episodes and that all the topics that we've talked about are parts of, of learning to manage the, the stressors or the things that can all cause us anxiety in our lives. So we've actually talked about this quite a bit, <laughs> but I'm going to give you an overview and kind of talk about some of those tools. But I'm also going to give you a couple of real time little quick tools that you can use in the moment when the stress is happening, because a lot of the work that that we talk about, that work that I do with my clients that you may be doing on your own in your self-coaching are practices like lifelong practices, but they're also things that that may take time um, to work, to rewire the brain and, and to get those in place. So it's also nice to have some things that you can use in the moment to to help you manage that stress so that you can get on with your day and the things that you need to do with with less stress. So since as an overview, we all kind of know what stress is, but I looked up the definition online. There's many different definitions. So I just went with this one. Stress is the body's reaction to pressure from a situation or event, or they sometimes call them stressors. So we know that our thoughts determine our feelings. So essentially, you know, it's our body's reaction to things that we have determined in our minds are are stressful, right? Are putting pressure or creating some kind of tension, um, a disturbance in the force, if you will, you know, breaking up our peace, our equilibrium. And so, you know, anything can be a stressor. And I think it's important, you know, I actually was listening to another podcast about stress, which is what made me think, hey, I'm always talking about anxiety, which of course, chronic stress can lead to or or stress can cause you to feel anxiety. Um, But I don't really talk about stress or stress management. And I I use these tools, I use the the real time tools. And so I was like, I should talk about that. But there was something really important also that um, they said, and that was, you know, that we, we tend to give this impression, and I feel like maybe I have given this impression, so that's why I wanted to visit this, that stress is just bad, and that we just should never feel any stress or or anxiety, and that it's only a leftover thing in our brain for handling tigers. And I do talk about the tigers a lot, <laughs> and, and how that creates anxiety and stress for us. But um, I, I hope that I haven't led you astray to believe that that stress is some expired thing, that there are no benefits to it, and that it's it's completely pointless in, in our modern lives. Um, that is not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is, you know, it's, it's, it's a very general thing. And so a situation that it's built for, that it's used to, is the tiger situation, which is, you know, your imminent death. So if you're having that same general reaction every time your boss sends you an email, that's not useful for you. 
perhaps, right? So that is something that, that we can work on so that you're not having um, that reaction to, you're not having the same tiger reaction <laughs> as you are to an email at work, for example. But, you know, stress is, is there to, to create that tension. It kind of creates a motivation, a, a sense to, to move forward, to take action, um, which can be, it can be, that can be helpful. Um, you know, the extreme version of it is when you need so much stress that you're always procrastinating to the deadline, right? I, I do that. Oh, that's why we've talked about so many episodes on procrastination because I've worked through it <laughs> with myself and with many clients. Um, but, you know, I, I also have talked about having ADHD and I'm sure many of you that don't have it have the same thing is, you know, sometimes I, I enjoy deadlines. I like that bit of pressure. Otherwise, I feel a little afloat and it takes me longer to prioritize things and decide what to work on. So, you know, a little bit of pressure, a little bit of a, a deadline, a crunch is, is not a bad thing. Um, it can get you going. It just, again, depends always on your thoughts. You know, if, if it's really contributing to this chronic stress, this anxiety that you're having all the time, or more often than not, then that that's something to look at and to address, you know, why, what the thoughts are that are causing you to be chronically stressed or to, to see a deadline or an email as something that is, <laughs> your body's giving this equal reaction to it as it would to something that may cause your death. So, you know, that's, all something things that you kind of have to gauge for yourself and where you're at like am i suffering from this is this you know keeping me from doing is it am i procrastinating and not getting things done and feeling just burnt out all the time stressed out all the time or is it giving me a little push towards the deadline and it's a good thing um and also a little bit of acute stress is actually good for your body it can help you fight off disease and illness. I know we talk a lot, I'm not saying we, but in general, in the in the common dialogue about the negative health effects of stress. And that's that comes from, you know, a, a longer term chronic stress. The acute short bouts of stress can actually be be good for us. So that's a, another important part to the overview is there's kind of um there's a lot of different kinds of stress, but there's there's kind of three types. There's that acute short-term stress, you know, you might have an upcoming deadline or you, maybe you have something at the end of your day and you've got a, things to get done to get prepared for it. Just any kind of thing that might just be a, a quick short stressor. Then you have your midterm and there's no exact time frames that, that are put on, on these different types of stress. But, you know, you could think of like a, a midterm level stress could be if you had a three-month project or if you were you know finishing a, a paper at school um, a dissertation if you're getting a doctorate you know any kind of like longer than an acute you know quick spell you know something that might be weeks or days or months would be kind of a midterm stressor and you know that might be something that you need to manage, but it, it may be also expected, say, if you were finishing a big project or something like that. But then we have the third type, which is that long-term or that chronic stress, um, where you get to that place where 
you know, every everything just feels stressful. You're constantly stressed. So even the, the smallest thing, the smallest outside events um, can become a stressor to you and add to that. And that, you know, that leads to chronic anxiety and all kinds of negative health effects. And that's, you know, you don't have to wait until that point, of course, to work with a coach or get help. <laughs> but that's a good point where it's like, hey, let's let's figure out what's going on here. Reach out to a coach, a therapist, um, you know, talk to someone and, and, and see what's going on to help you reduce that stress. You may also want to do that in the midterm stress, right? Just because you have a big project and some stress might get you going and, and help you move towards that and be a good thing if it is also getting to to points where you're procrastinating too much you're falling behind on your time schedule not just because that happens but because of the stress or you know just it's holding you back in some way you know then it's also something to work on um so those are the three types acute short term your kind of midterm range and then the long-term chronic stress so since it is our thoughts, right, that, that cause this tension. It, even though the definition is a situation or event, it, it's actually our, our thoughts about that situation or event that, that create those feelings for us. And we know it's not just the event because not everybody is, is stressed out by the same events. So that's how we know it's our thoughts because we think differently about it than, than one person. You know, some people may not have a problem with deadlines at all like it might give them structure and they just love them and and they don't get particularly stressed out about it um some of them might not care if it gives them structure or not it's just not something that they worry about um i know someone that is just very very laid back and very chill i i know that that she has stressors but um some sometimes i i just love to hear her when we're all worked up about something and she's like eh it's just gonna be what it's gonna be and this is I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do and she's just so chill about it I love it um but so that's just a perfect example it's your thoughts about the particular event that determine whether or not that's a stressor for you so you know all these episodes that we've talked about identifying the thoughts are going to help you with stress management you know look at that situation that's causing chronic stress for you you know if it's work if it's a particular relationship at work um, if it's a relationship at home if it is you know a desire for a change in your life or things are changing in your life whatever it is that's causing you stress look at that and really dig into the thoughts you're having about it and as we've talked about in many different scenarios um, in many different episodes, look at those thoughts and start to question them. Are they true? A hundred percent of people surveyed would all agree with your exact analysis of it. It's a fact, um, you know, like gravity, <laughs> you know, if I throw something in the air, it's going to come back down. Is that is that true? Is that true for for your thought? Is your thought a fact? You know whether it's true or not. Is it serving you? Does it help you or does it harm you? Is there any reason to keep it? 
So looking at those thoughts and deciding if they're true and if you even want to keep them regardless of whether or not you believe they're true. And if they're not true and they're not serving you, then you can start working to rewire them, putting them through thought stairs or a thought ladder and changing them slowly but surely to thoughts that do serve you. And of course, you know, sometimes just realizing that they're not true can break that up for you and be helpful. So in a moment of stress, if you do realize that you're having a thought that's not true and that helps, great. Um, But sometimes and generally that can take a while to identify those thoughts and shake up our belief and then work to change them to thoughts that we also believe, but that serve us and help us um, towards our goals and help us reduce our stress, reduce our anxiety. So that's a huge tool, right? Identifying the thoughts, questioning them, rewiring your brain. Of course, everything that we've talked about and similar to identifying the thoughts, looking at your inner critic, realizing that those thoughts aren't true and when you're judging yourself harshly and that's contributing to your stress. So, you know, many times we're giving ourselves deadlines that don't exist. We're expecting that we should have we should have shooting on ourselves. We should have done something faster, better, quicker, differently, you know, especially in hindsight, once we're looking back at it, that, that adds to stress. So long-term working on your, the way you talk to yourself, the way you think about yourself and judge yourself and having self-compassion, those practices reduce stress, knowing what's important to you, So a lot of times stress comes from not having our priorities very clear. We think we know what's important, but we've not really sat down and looked at that. So, you know, banana bells. So we are really bouncing all over the place, you know, trying to do all the things instead of the things that will actually move us closer towards our goals and letting the other things which are not as important take that step back we're trying to say yes to everything and do everything and that's because we we don't know what's important to us and we haven't really sat down and prioritized I just want to be better I just want to be good enough I just want you know to do good at work right that that could easily become saying yes to everything taking on too much and being overstressed instead of you know, really looking at what's important to me. What do I want to be good at? Where are my skill sets? You know, how does saying no to certain things actually improve my performance in other ways that are more important to me? So really knowing your priorities and what you want and how to make the main thing the main thing, you know, and, and narrow things down sometimes and, and say no when you need to, that, that's all going to help with stress management. And we've talked about that many times. Um, Learning to process your emotions. We've talked about sitting with your emotions. So stress is is the the same way. You want to learn to sit with that tension because that's what it is it's your body's reaction to pressure from a situation or event so stress is a feeling in the body it's a set of processes that your body kicks off because it's identified a stressor and you know it's gonna increase your heart rate and your breathing and you're gonna you're gonna feel that that tension in your body that need to move to do something because of this stress so 
it's the same it's an it's an emotion a sensation in your body you're going to learn to process that by learning to sit with it and feel it and let it be without engaging so it was interesting someone was talking about this and they they said that they also they hear this a lot when people are talking about meditation and things like that but meditation and all it talks about connecting with the body and this sounds more like disconnecting so that that's an interesting take to me um because i i think of it still as being connected to the body but not running away with it right so just because my heart is racing and i'm feeling this tension do i run away with it sometimes yes do i think oh my gosh i've got to get this done and i'm ping pong bouncing all around trying to do all the things yes that happens but when that's happening i'm actually even though i'm feeling those feelings in my body and letting them set off into my head i'm not present at at all um it feels much more serious than it is and um i'm very very in my brain and in my thoughts i i joke (laughs) <laughs> at the office that I know when this is happening because when it gets really bad I always end up closing my hand in the stall door in the bathroom <laughs> so that's when I know that I am checked out I'm not connected I'm not paying attention because how do you even do that I don't know <laughs> I don't know how it happens but every, every now and then when I'm running with my stress letting it run free that that will happen so you know being able to sit with it and and say okay i feel that my heart is racing i feel that my breath is quickened um but not running away with it meaning allowing it to be and be okay is a form of of stress management learning that and it's actually something you can you can practice by like doing physical activity getting your heart rate up and then practicing you know sitting with that and watching it and allowing it to calm so that is a practice that you can do when you're not in the stressful situation that will help you Um, but also when you're in that situation allowing yourself to sit with it that you don't have to um, spring into action like I said, if it's a good one for you and you need a little bit of stress and it gets you going and that's what you wanted, that an acute event, great. But when it's constant and you're feeling stress every single day, then yeah, let's learn to sit with it and not engage. Just watch it and observe that it's just sensations in the body. It's okay. It's not going to hurt you. And Just watch how it moves and changes until it subsides and lessens so that you can then bring your 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 frontal cortex the the thinking part of your brain back online and and start you know doing some of the more high-level practices and moving yourself forward because when you get into that high stress you're not going to be able to access those those parts of your brain so it's good to be able to to sit with that feel it but not engage so it, it It's a disconnect in the way that your brain is calmly watching your body and your body is reacting um, in a stressful way. So they're not on the same path, um, but it's still connected because you're really there in the present moment with what you're feeling and not running off with the thoughts that cause the feeling and just going with it. So I still find that to be um, 
very present and very connecting. And yes, meditation is, is one of those practices that will help you with that as well. You know, learning to let sensations and let thoughts come and go without engaging with them and, you know, without judging them. But again, that's also can be kind of a, a long-term thing. So those are a lot of the tools that we've talked about in many, many episodes. You can kind of throw a dart at them. Of course, there are episodes named, you know, inner critic or dealing with your inner critic. There's a one about goals and what's important to you, several about that for the prioritizing. There are several that talk about processing different emotions, so that will help you as well. So, well, and of course, we all know that sleep, diet, exercise, taking care of ourselves in those ways also helps to reduce stress. And those are really long-term type things. Sometimes you can do exercise in the moment, right, to help you get back um, in your body and, and get that thinking part of your brain back online. So that can be a bit of an in-the-moment thing. But a lot of those are practices that um, you do over time and they will help you come out of that uh, long-term stress or anxiety and reduce that so that you're not constantly living with that. In the meantime, um, if you're struggling with that or even if you're having a even if it's a flash of acute stress or it's midterm stress, if you're in a situation where stress is hitting you and you you need to get a bit of, of calm, right? Allow yourself some space to get get the thinking brain back online so you can get going with your day, move on towards those goals. Um, I do have two quick tools for you. One of them is, of course, breathing because um, these are biological processes and they all kind of speak to each other. So to slow your heart rate down and kind of give your body a bit of a, a, de- a decelerate <laughs> message when it's trying to accelerate through stress, you can, of course, breathe in and shorten the inhale and lengthen the exhale. So any kind of breath that kind of shortens your inhale and lengthens the exhale, it helps. I'm trying to remember exactly that I listened to a science um, podcast about the actual mechanism and it was kind of like because it's squeezing down the size of your heart, your heart doesn't have to pump as fast. So it, it slows your heart rate down. So you can do that. And another way to do that very quickly is that our body has this this sigh that it does. And it actually does this even when we're sleeping to open up the certain um, air fills or air sacs in our lungs so that we can, you know, get those open and breathe correctly. And it's an important part of our, our breathing system. But it this sigh, you can replicate it and it will actually help your heart rate to slow down and help you to, you know, be able to return to a calmer state so that you can think more clearly. And that is to breathe in two times quickly through the nose and then a long exhale out through the mouth. So it's just like and do that about three times 
And that will help your heart rate to slow down and help you to be be calmer so that you can, you know, function and feel that that stress level kind of reduce. And I think that's absolutely amazing that you can do something that quick and easy and it'll help, you know, help you calm down. I've been using it and I I have to, I do it two or three times. Sometimes I, I do it se- several more times. Um, I realize maybe it sometimes could be 10 minutes later that I've joined back into my brain with my stressful thoughts. And so my heart rate is still up and I, I'll do it again. So for me, it's still a practice, but it, it does help in that moment and it will reduce your heart rate and help you come back to a place of calm. Of course, with any kind of breath work or, or new or different breathing, I'm, I feel like that that one is very, very low risk, but never try to do any kind of, you know, breathing practice near water or operating heavy machinery if you've never done it before and you don't know how it'll affect you if you have any kind of heart conditions or or physical conditions always talk to your doctor before doing any kind of um, you know breath work or breathing practice just put that that warning out there for you but in, in this case that is also it's a very simple thing you should you probably won't have any problem just doing quick two quick inhales in through the nose and a long exhale do that a few times and it will help you calm down. Another thing that you can do in the moment that will help bring some instant calm is to open up your field of vision. So when we get stressed, we get tunnel vision, which, you know, again, if you need it, if it's something that like, hey, I'm going to narrow in on this and cut out everything else and that's what I want to do, no problem. These are, these are always, these scenarios are always about your choice and what works for you. If something is not hurting you, if you're not struggling with it, by all means, carry on. But if <laughs> you're just constantly stressed, then your focus is always narrowed in. Maybe you, maybe you're closing your, your hand in bathroom stalls. <laughs> maybe you drop something, you try to pick it up three times and you can't. Um, that these are all ways that I know that I've super tunnel vision. So that actually is something that you can, again, send messages from your body back to, <laughs> back through the other way and say, okay, no, that this is not what's, what we need right now. This is not what's going on. So when your brain is telling your eyes to narrow in, to focus because there's a stressor and it needs to pay attention, well, if that's not true for you in that moment, then if you look around right bring your eyes open them wide look around as much of a horizon as you can get is great my office where I'm at now I don't have a window there so I can't get much of a horizon but I look up open my eyes real wide look all around get as much and wide as a field of view as I can and and take in everything that's going on so you know, if you can get that horizon, look at the tree line, or maybe it's buildings, just kind of get a wide level view with your eyes real wide looking around. And this is signaling, you know, to your, to your, to your brain that you don't have to, I guess, focus in, you don't have to have that tunnel vision. And you're taking that moment to spread it out, look, look around. And again, 
bless the people who understand all the science behind it. I love listening to it. Here, you're just going to get my layman's version of it, but <laughs> it it triggers that the opposite of that reaction that you had going where you were narrowing down your view and you were stressed out and it helps you open back up, see, come into that present moment, come out of your, come out of the stress a bit so that you can take a breath, right? Recalibrate with a little, now with a little less stress with the, the thinking part of the brain online and then you can return to, you know, the event, the situation, the stressor with reduced stress so that you can manage it better. Manage the stress, manage the situation, it all works together. So those are two, you know, quick things that you can do in the moment that are generally should always be available to you, right? To take your breath and reduce the length of the inhale and increase the length of the exhale and then also to to really open up your eyes look around you know shake yourself out of that tunnel vision and help yourself come back online to you know the whole situation the whole reality give yourself a break from that stress and then you can you know come back to it a little more calm a little more present and those are just fantastic. I love little quick things like that. And and those will help you in those moments while you're working through these, these larger tools, these practices. And that way you're, you're getting help in, in the long term so that you'll reduce your stress over time. And you're also learning to use these real time tools to reduce your stress in the moment so that you can, like I said, get on with what you're doing or so that you can maybe start using one of the tools that takes that higher level thought processing um, if that's available to you in that moment. Sometimes it might not be, you might have things going on and that's again when these little tools are perfect to help you get through that so you can you know, work on it in a deeper level later but in that moment you need something quick and these tools are there for you. So. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode, even though a lot of the things I just kind of gave quick talks about because we have many other episodes that go more in depth on those tools, but I hope you like the, the quick action steps as well. Feel free to give me feedback anytime. If you have any questions, there is a place in the show notes for you to send questions. I can, you know, do a Q&A for you guys and go over those types of things. And I love to hear your feedback. We've had a lot of new listeners lately, so I'm so happy to have you all here. If you have just a second and you will give a five-star rating, and if you have a few more seconds... Uh, a glowing review <laughs> that helps it just helps to share the podcast with others who may also enjoy the show like you do so I would appreciate it if you have a moment for that and I thank you all for being here and I will see you next week